Banshee, Pennsylvania. Suck my tit. is going on fanchies we are back this is welcome to banshee we are here i'm don mega i'm joined by links and we're here it is hit episode eight the series finale i'm so torn on this because we're going to talk about this great episode but it also brings an end of the greatest show on television right now and it really still bums me out that this is the last season so it's gonna be an interesting conversation but we're here to give it to you we've been getting hit up on twitter like crazy everybody waiting to hear the final thoughts and that's what we're gonna bring to you tonight so what up world once again uh what's going on links how we doing tonight what's going on dx don mega how you been buddy i have been pretty good um waiting for this week to get over so we could watch the, this finale episode. Yeah. We uh, began this Welcome to Banshee journey months ago, back in January. You know, January, February, March, April, May. And here we are, Season 4, Episode 8. Tonight's show was called Requiem. And uh, it's the finale, man. It's the last episode of Banshee we will ever see. And I'm... Um, I'm I'm satisfied by the finale, but I'm really bummed and I feel a little empty inside that we're never going to get another <laughs> season of the show. It's a bittersweet feeling, isn't it? Because, I mean, I've lost count of the, the shows that I've invested in and they've canceled and no resolution, right? But that's why I mean it's bittersweet. We got a beginning, middle, and end. We got a resolution. We got a finale. We know what the show was, and uh, now we can, you know, just soak it in for what it was because there's no more speculation. It's over, but at least we got an ending, and a lot of shows just can't say that, so that's why I say it's bittersweet. It is very, very true. Uh if you listen to my latest episode of Am I on the Air, I talk about a bunch of these shows that have just been canceled <laughs> and uh, yep. you'll never get an ending on. 
And yes, we've all been through it. We've all been very interested in shows before that get the rug pulled out from under them and, and they, you know, get told, oh, by the way, this is your last season. And they don't get to either finish or yeah. the season wasn't written out to be a last season. So the there's no real ending to it. Yeah. Um, we, of course, knew going into this season from day one that this was going to be the final season. And uh, so we, you know, we knew that it was planned out this way. And uh, yes, I am very happy about that. I'm very glad. Um, I'm excited that they're going out on this note after four strong seasons and not milking it to a, you know, seventh or eighth season to where we're just kind of like, man, Banshee's not what he used to be, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yep. you know, I'm I'm glad that they realized that. What they had was a good ending to the Lucas Hood story, and that's what they wanted to go with. And that's what we're doing tonight, man. It was a banger of an episode. A lot of shit went down. Are you ready to get it popping? Yeah, let's do it, Don. Let's do it. All righty. For the well, last time, you know, brother. we always. <laughs> you know, we always start off with a bang on this show, and uh, we start off with Proctor and and Burton, and they're coming out of their mansion, and uh, they got a lot of guys standing out front waiting for them, <laughs> and uh, yep, it's basically the, whole... the entire brotherhood. Yep, with uh, with Calvin at the front, leading oh, Cal- Cal- Calvin comes, you know, kind of through the crowd, and then you know he he leads them up the charge and he's like proctor you know we in charge now this is what's going down and you're gonna you know come to me and he's basically asking him too like why'd you kill all my guys and proctor's like well because you stole all my drugs <laughs> so you know trade trade and uh, of course calvin at this point you know he's just lost his whole mind um we kind of meet a new character uh, i guess the godfather of the brotherhood <laughs> kind of comes out yeah. i don't know if we ever got a name of who this dude was uh, but, um, senator mitchell Senator Mitchell. There you go. The, the only time he's ever been on the show, and that's it. <laughs> Apparently, a politician is the the head poobah of the Brotherhood, the Aryan Brotherhood of yeah. the country. I guess. Why not? We need people in high places to do this stuff. So I, he comes I out. So <laughs> he, ba- he basically tells. And, you know, you've gone and fucked shit up and uh, we don't appreciate it. And, you know, Calvin's like, you know, what are you talking about? Everything I do is for the Brotherhood. And he says, well, you killed my general, obviously talking about his wife's dad. And um, he's like, well, he was selling us out. And then uh, the dude tells him, of course, like, well, where do you think he got those orders from? And it's like, oh, shit. So they basically bitch slap Calvin down the pedestal there. And uh, he puts a guy in charge. (laughs) <laughs> he puts a, a new guy from the Brotherhood in charge from another, you know, another state. He says he's here now. He's going to run things. He tells all the big, big crowd, the mob outside, to go home, and that you know, basically, don't respect, don't disrespect Proctor. Um, as everybody's walking off, uh, I thought Calvin was dead at this point. Even though, like, even though in my mind I knew we were going to get a showdown between him and Bunker later, I just assumed somebody was going to shoot Calvin <laughs> or take him out at this point in the beginning for some reason so because he he kind of like he spits at the dude's shoes before he walks off and i'm like man this guy's got some balls <laughs> and uh yeah you know and he, he starts to walk off and uh proctor says to the guy um is it going to be a problem and the dude responds with you know uh 
if he if is a problem, then you have my permission to shoot him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I like, you're like all line. right. <laughs> and uh, and then we of course get our intro to Banshee. Uh, so nice little kickoff there. As you know, we're gonna get this big showdown. You know, the Brotherhood thing was kind of coming to it to um, the Proctor thing, the drugs. This is something that's been going on all season, so we know we're gonna start ramping that up. So uh, that was kind of a cool opening scene. We come back from the intro, and uh, we're over at Carrie's house, and Dava's there, and she's packing up her car, and she's gonna head off to college, and we get a nice little moment with uh, her. And um, Hood, you know, talking, and I really like the line that she goes, she goes, you're going to come visit me, right? And he's like, yeah, I'll come find you. And uh, she's like, cool. Like, you know, you might be a shitty father, only one I have. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, okay, that, that's sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, nice little scene there uh, between Hood and Deva. Um, we then go to the police station, and um, Elijah Dush is uh, interviewing the, our serial killer Bodhi, his girlfriend, and talking about all the deaths and why were you involved with this and what about this and what about that. What we come to find out during this interrogation is that we found out that Bodhi was only killing people during lunar cycles. And, of course, there's one death that does not fit this M.O., and it's our girl, Rebecca. So she pulls out the file and she says, you know, well, what about Rebecca Bowman? Like, why? what was so special about her? Why did you kill her? her out of sync you know when, when it wasn't a lunar cycle and i was waiting for her when she looked at the files to be like i don't even know who that is <laughs> you know like we didn't do anything yeah. with her and but but instead she just says you know what it is like she we you know we had our reasons and so i'm like okay i guess they did but so then now at this point i'm kind of thinking somebody paid them off to kill rebecca you know because she was she was still bought into it and i was thinking like okay, yeah. somebody paid her off. That's what uh, I first so thought as well. What do you, you think? Okay, um, that's what I'm, I was yeah, I'm I'm on the same page as you, buddy. Yeah, so I'm thinking like, oh, damn, somebody paid them off, found out about them, you know, and had them go after Rebecca. Um, we then go back to another scene. Uh, Bunker and Brock are cleaning up the uh, all the dead bodies from the uh, crime scene that that Burton took out all those Nazis in the last episode, uh, and then Carrie calls Brock. Or Carrie calls Bunker, and she's telling him, like, hey, I'm over here at the airport. There's a cartel here. Like, all kinds of shit's going down. And then Brock is like, give me the phone. And he's like, is this Mrs. Hopewell? And then I'm like, what the fuck? Why, how does he know it's her? Like, what, what's going on all of a sudden? So that was a kind of interesting phone call. Um, <laughs> I started laughing because she's like, Brock? Brock? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great. And I love that Brock always calls Mrs. Hopewell. <laughs> like, that's, that's what always cracks me up, too, about their uh, dynamic dynamic together uh we go back to the police station uh elijah dushku comes out of the police station and lucas uh, hood is sitting there on the car waiting for her and they start talking and he's saying you know like hey thanks for everything i'm getting ready to leave town like you know i'm glad we found the killer blah 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 how did the interrogation go and eliza tells him straight up like he they didn't kill rebecca and he's like what and she says you know it did just didn't fit the mo i grilled her about it she fed me a bunch of lines but i read through her bullshit meter and it wasn't them so you're like oh fuck so here we go like now now it's back on right <laughs> like now yep. we now we only have this rest of the 
this episode to figure out who the hell killed Rebecca at this yep. point. And, and we uh, and we know Rebecca has her bullshit meter pegged, <laughs> so you know she can see right yeah, through so, it. Yeah, so it was good stuff, man. And uh, so we're, we're on the road to figuring this out. Um, so uh, we go back to the airport. And the drug deal is about to go down between the cartel and uh, Proctor. And the truck pulls up. And when the door opens up in the back, Carrie's sitting in the back <laughs> with some dead bodies. And then uh, Job is on top of the truck with a machine gun. And they're like, what's up? And uh, I'm like, damn, they got some balls over here. What's going on now? And uh, so it was funny. So they're sitting there. And she she's telling the cartel guy basically, like, look how easy it was for me to, to, to hide this truck like i'm just telling you don't do business with proctor he's lying to you about banshee it's not going to be easy to do business here just you know i just want to give you a heads up and all they demand is that they can walk away free and he could have his drug truck back and everything's all good so the guy of course is like sure go ahead and walk away and as they start to walk away he says you didn't think i was just gonna let you walk away did you did you and they're like nope we didn't and then out of nowhere a motherfucking rocket it comes shooting across the screen <laughs> rpg and blows time up the truck <laughs> blows up the damn truck everybody goes flying job and carrie go running off and who's standing there holding the RPG but Mr. Brock himself. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, so now you're like, oh, that's what the phone call was, Mrs. Hopewell. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's standing there with a motherfucking RPG. He blew up <laughs> the goddamn truck. <laughs> it was an awesome scene. And I love the glasses. Big, black, dark aviators. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> so good. What would you think of this scene? Oh, I loved it, man. I loved Carrie's just total demeanor throughout the entire thing, right? I, I loved how Job pretty much had, you know, the high ground with one hell of a machine gun. You know, they all seen that thing like, all right, well, everybody put your guns down. You know, that dude's packing some serious firepower, you know? And, yeah, like yep. like you said, we're just letting you know, you can't you can't do business here in Banshee. You made a big mistake, and we just want to walk away and let you know that because the next truck will steal and you'll never see it, right? So yeah, and then that whole scene where you know it kind of brought me back to when you know they first got Job and it was like a double cross and everything else. But but there's but there's Brock with a freaking RPG. I did not see the RPG coming, I'll tell you that much. And neither did anybody else. And, and that's what I love about Banshee, man. No matter how much you think you have a grasp on what's going on in this show, they are going to throw you another curveball that you've never seen coming. And nobody on this planet saw Brock with an RPG about to blow the truck up. No. I loved it. It was awesome. So, uh, they're they make their escape and uh so then proctor starts to wake up and uh he comes to and the drug lord guy comes to and the drug lord dude pulls out his gun gets ready to kill proctor but proctor pulls his gun out shoots him first kills off the drug lord of course burton gets up at this point and burton just assassinates like everybody else on the drug cartel there at the airport yep. and uh so now they get in the car they take off um, at this point, we go to Lucas Hood and, and Les Jushku's character uh, going to like a shed type 
um, that's on this property that I'm assuming is still Proctor's because they went to Proctor's house earlier in the episode and uh, they weren't home. So at this point, they didn't quite make it super clear that that's where they were. But I was assuming, you know, that they were still on the property looking around and they go and they break into the shed. Uh, Of course, he finds uh, a secret passage down into a basement. They go down there. They find a table. They they find blood, uh, weapons. And as Lucas is looking around, he finds a necklace. And, of course, he has a flashback to the necklace that Rebecca's wearing. Um, So he knows this is where she was murdered. And um, he kind of plays it off. He holds the necklace. She says, did you find anything? He says, no, I'm good. You know, go ahead. And call your people, run the blood samples, and uh, I got to go meet up with somebody right now. And he takes off. And then uh, we go to um, Proctor and Burton coming home, and they're talking, and they're like, man, you know, the cartel's going to come after us. We need to be ready. And then out of nowhere, boom, they get fucking, <laughs> they just get T-boned. And it's Hood and in his car, and he just T-bones them right off the damn cliff. They go down into the ravine, into the river. Um, Lucas comes down grabs proctor he's like oh it looks like your leg's broken and then kicks him right in the fucking leg <laughs> i love and, that <laughs> and, and proctor's like what are you doing and uh so and then he just he, he's like you fucking killed her how could you do it da, da, da. you know i found the blood in your shed and he's like i don't know what you're talking about and then everything clicks and you realize oh shit it wasn't proctor it was burton you look over uh, burton was in the car still but when they glance over now you just see the glasses on the ground and you're like oh shit here it comes finally we're gonna see this the fight that we've been waiting for seasons for right lucas hood versus fucking burton and uh so he's looking around he's trying to find burton and of course burton gets the best of him from behind they start fighting and uh they're they're going toe to toe and of course course burton starts to get the better of him takes him down to the ground starts choking the life out of him and i loved this segment i just want to say the way they shot this scene there's there's zooming in on on hood's face and his eyes are kind of rolling to the back of his head he's losing oxygen he's getting ready to pass out and while he's being strangled it literally flacks through all four seasons of like everybody we've lost on this show from you know the black deputy to siobhan you know, to, um, you know, uh, Carrie's husband to, you just, you just, you see everybody get that he's lost over the seasons. And I was like, damn, that's a, that's a really cool kind of montage the way that it was put together and right. And then the screen kind of goes to black and you're like, Oh shit, did he just like kill Lucas? Like that'd be a ballsy ass ending to the series, right? He just kills the hood. It's like over. And, uh, and then he has the final flashback of earlier in the episode where he's with Deva and Deva's like, you're going to come find me. Right. And he's like, okay course i am and then he comes back and then he wakes up and pokes burns in the eyes and starts to take him down and just starts to beat the life out of burton uh, um really really bad headbutts him about 10 times which i was just like ow 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 me every too. time he did it i'm just like i'm like stop headbutting him man you're giving me a fucking headache just watching the shit and I, and uh and, and i, I like stop. oh i'm sorry go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off there <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, just before i roll to you i'm just saying like to to finish this off like you know he he basically has him down at this point after he's headbutt him 10 times and uh he decides to hold back and he doesn't kill him but he he pulls burton over to uh proctor and he just throws burton on top of proctor's lap and 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 walks away just kind of silent and uh 
you kind of guess where this is going. But that was uh, it was a cool fight. Like I said, I love the way that it was shot, and uh, we of course you know pan back over to Burton sitting you know laying basically in Proctor's lap, gasping for air, and uh, we get flashbacks of how it actually went down with you know Burton. Uh, telling uh rebecca like i'm doing this for him i'm looking out for him you know and she's like you're crazy he loves me he's gonna kill you and he's like you know this is for him and uh and you see him stab her and you get the whole big flashback scene and he tells proctor like i'm sorry like i i did it for you and, and proctor's like it's okay it's okay and he's kind of caressing his head and then he just snaps burton's neck and i'm like oh shit man he just knew it was coming but yeah. it was just crazy you know and it was just and i'm sure that was just so hard on Proctor too, because with how shady that character is, Burton has always had his back, you know, through all four seasons, no matter what he needed, that was his boy, man. That was his go to. And if there's anybody he could trust all four seasons, it was him. So I'm sure that was the biggest level, you know, uh, that he's had to ever deal with a betrayal, you know? So this was just a hell of a scene. I love the way it was shot. I love the way it went down. What did you think of this whole segment? Uh, I mean, dude, I loved every part of it. I, I love the acting between uh, Hood and Proctor. Uh, when, you know, from the car crash to Hood thinking Proctor did it and accusing him of it, Proctor, pretty much going, "What are you doing? What's wrong with you?" You know, and then saying, "I didn't kill her," and everything. And then you, you I loved her exactly right. And then both of them looked at each other. And then they both looked at the car and Burton was gone, but the glasses were off. And you were like, oh, shit, here it comes. Finally, the Hood and Burton fight. We've all been waiting for, right? And it was a great fight. And I love how they shot, how he was blacking out and everything went black for a good, like, three seconds or four seconds. It's like, is is he really killing Hood right now? Like, is this really, yeah. is this going to happen? Like, and then, you know, you see a flashback of him talking to David, how he promises he's going to find her. And all of a sudden, he snaps back to it and, you know, gouges his thumb into his eye. And then, you know, and then starts headbutting the hell out of him. And I'm thinking to myself, doesn't the guy who headbutts the other guy get just as messed up as the other guy? <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Or is that why... You know, Hood always had that dent in his head. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that helped him in the whole head button scheme uh -huh. of things. But then, you know, I love the, symb the symbolism of him not killing Burton, but pulling him over to Proctor and tossed him in his lap and said, here, I told you I'd bring you Rebecca's killer. Here he is. Yep. Right? And Here then they, they both look at each other. You know, I think Proctor says, thank you. Hood doesn't say anything, and they just give each other a nod and a nod, and then Lucas stumbles away, and that's it. And then, of course, you know, he's, you know, you know, Burton says, I'm sorry, I did it for you. He snaps his neck, and and uh, Proctor screams, and, you know, it goes, you know, it shows uh, Hood hearing him scream in the distance and everything. And I thought that was a pretty great scene, man. I, I mean, I did not see that coming whatsoever. And I mean, I was shocked. I was, I was excited. It was a great scene. So, you know, there was great acting symbolism, and like like I've been saying since season one, this show says more in its acting 
by not saying anything than it does in actual dialogue sometimes. And that, yeah. you know, scene really brought that home, you know? I loved it. Yeah. I, you know, it, it it's crazy. And, and I do love that they twisted in that it wasn't just a simple serial killer that just happened to grab Rebecca. You know, that it was a motivated thing. It was somebody we've known over all four seasons of the show. You know, when this season started and we started thinking, like, who could have killed Rebecca? Like, from episode one, Burton was my first thought. And then, like, then once they went into the whole, like, oh, there's the serial killer and he's been murdering all these girls this way. They tricked me, man. They totally took me off that trail. And I didn't even think twice. I didn't think twice about it after. After that point, and after last week's episode, I was like, they got the killer. This last episode is just to kind of wrap things up. Like, I thought we were done and over the Rebecca thing, and out of nowhere, the show pulls the rug out from under us again and tricks us and, yep. and tells us that, nope, it's not. Like, basically, that's how crazy Burton is. He knew about this serial killer, and he mimicked that fucking death to to make to trick everybody and that's crazy you know and and, and shout out to a lot of the peeps that listen to the show and stuff we've gotten a lot of tweets since last week's episode where people were still going i i still think it, it that it's you know burton that killed her and all this kind of stuff and i'm like what are these people talking about we've already solved who the killer is like yeah. why, why are people still trying to trying to say that there's a that there's another killer you know but hey you guys called it so you know congratulations to the people that saw it coming um, you know, once we realized that, you know, when Elijah Dushku told Hood earlier in the episode that she was lying, they weren't the ones that killed Rebecca, my mind went straight back to Burton. I was like, there was nobody else in my mind that I could see doing it. I felt like that would be something Burton did because Burton was really in the end result looking out for Proctor. And he knew that Rebecca was becoming more and more kind of a threat to the business. She wasn't respecting what you know proctor was doing for her because remember she kept acting out you know trying to expand the business and take the money from the strip club and she was doing a lot of kind of reckless stuff in that last season and i and i think burton was like you know what i need to get her out of the picture to protect proctor like i mean he was still doing it i think with good intent to to keep that relationship with proctor and to protect him and so in his mind he was probably doing something good so my mind went straight back to burton once we knew that it was another um but yeah it was I, my hats off to them for kind of swindling us again after we thought we had it all solved last week and then uh coming back with us on this would where did your mind go straight back to uh burton or did you think that it could be somebody else when it came down to it uh to be honest with you as soon as uh you know veronica said um you know whoever did this has to be some really sick twisted fuck so are there any sick twisted fucks you know of that could have possibly been capable of this and instantly hood just turns around gets into his car and goes right for Burton and Brock well first he thinks it's Proctor but then they realize it's Burton but me personally I thought it was Burton right away I went Burton I don't think Proctor could possibly do that to Rebecca but I have you know, I had no reservations that Burton was totally capable of doing that, you know? So. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, we're on the same page. So then we um, we kind of shift gears again, and we go back to, um, uh, we see Calvin's wife. 
and she's packing up stuff and she's getting ready to move. I uh, remember they've been staying at Brock's house and uh, Bunker shows up and he's like, you know, this is almost over. We're going to get you to a new safe house. Everything's going to be good. And he hugs her and he kisses her. And of course you hear, you know, Bunker! And there's our boy Chris Coy standing there witnessing this all. And he's like, I fucking knew it. You had to go fuck my wife, didn't you? And uh, he comes on the door and he's like, you know, hey, you know, Calvin, this isn't, you know, what you think it is. Like, it's just, you know, I'm trying to protect her. And he's like, whatever, you know, like, like, we're going to come for you. We're going to kill you. We're going to, you know, do all this stuff. And he was like, you son of a bitch. Like, this is the way you planned it. You wanted to be me and you want to take my girl and what do you want to raise my son now and all this kind of stuff and they go to get you know they get ready to fight and and, uh, Bunker's got his hand on his gun and he's like I will shoot you like stop you know don't come after me and uh, but then of course he can't do it and Calvin starts to get the best out of him and they have a pretty brutal fight and they're beating the shit out of each other Uh, Calvin even pulls out some brass knucks and throws those on gets some good punches in Um, and uh, they're just beating the shit out of each other finally Finally, Bunker gets a good, um, you know, get, gets the heads up there, and uh, the fight's basically over at this point, and uh, Calvin's wife comes out, and he's like, you know, it's over, uh, everything's going to be better now, Calvin gets back up, and he's like, no, this isn't over, you're going to have to fucking kill me, because I'm going to tell the Brotherhood, and we're going to come for you, and we're going to kill you, and he's like, I'm, I'll kill my own son to, <laughs> to prevent you from raising him, and just got real crazy, man and at this point uh bunker just pulls his gun out and he just shoots calvin about three times in the chest and 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 i loved once again just the acting that this that this show does i mean you just see the pain as much of a dick that calvin is it killed bunker so much to have to shoot his brother you know but he knew he had to do it because they never would have been safe if they didn't and uh it was just it was a super emotional scene man he's just you know and and great scene too because then calvin actually kind of collapses into his arms and they're like kind of hugging you know and and as he's dying in his arms it was just it was a crazy scene there but you know we finally get the closure now to uh calvin's character yeah i mean you know it was an awesome fight followed by an extremely emotional ending man jesus um yeah i mean you know i I don't even know what to say about the fight other than it was just really cool. I mean, I mean, at, I mean, at one point, uh, <laughs> Bunker took Calvin and did like a Hulk Hogan sumo plex. That was awesome. I was like, they yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for him to <laughs> jump on top drop. of a belt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> top belt and come down on him with an elbow. I don't know. <laughs> but as, as, a, as a big wrestling fan, I really appreciated that, that aspect of it. <laughs> and, and I know you are, and when he did that, you were the first person I thought of. I was like, <laughs> Don was probably cheering when he did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, damn, he just gave him a back body drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then after Bunker just beat the hell out of him on the ground, I thought he knocked him just clean out. But then yeah. Calvin gets back up and he starts screaming how he'll never stop and all that crazy shit that he said. And then he shot him and he was still in the middle of his <laughs> rant how as long as he's alive, he's going to kill them both as he's dying falling into Cal, uh, Kurt's arms and then he dies in Kurt's arms and it was just like you know yeah. it was played so well by Cal, uh, Calvin and it was really emotional at the end there man and that was just one hell of a scene 
So yeah, again, whole, I that, mean, that whole line about him being like, "I'll kill my son before I let you raise him," I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. dude, that was just crazy. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. Another emotional, big emotional scene. Uh, we go back to the hotel now. Lucas is trying to clean up after that crazy fight with Burton. Uh, Elijah Dushku comes back, and she's like, you know, um, <clears throat> we um, sampled the blood, and uh, we're going to get an arrest warrant out for Proctor. And uh, he says, don't worry, it wasn't Proctor. And uh, she's like, well, who was it then? And he said, it was Burton. She's like, who the hell's Burton? And he's like, remember that guy that's always with him with the glasses? He's like his butler or something. <laughs> and she says, oh, so the butler did it? <laughs> Which is a great line, too, um, of the night. So the butler did it. And uh, <clears throat> so, she's, so, she's, so she's like, well, I guess we'll get an arrest warrant for the butler. And he kind of looks at her, and she's like, oh, okay. Like, because she knows at that point, like, uh, there ain't nothing to go get at this point. Uh, the dead, uh, You can go pick up the dead body sitting in the lake. <laughs> That's about what you can go do. Um, so, you know, she tells him, you know, like, well, hey, if you're ever in Washington, D.C., come look me up. And he's like, I sure will. And um, it kind of fast forwards over the night. She's getting dressed in the morning. She's leaving. And Hood's there sleeping in the bed. And as she walks out, she lays a file on the end of the bed and leaves. And as soon as the door shuts, Lucas wakes up. He sees the file, opens it up, and it's his file. Dun, yep. dun. Dun. and uh so she knows who the hell he is and uh she didn't do nothing about it very very cool makes you wonder how long she knew who he was you know yeah like i wonder how long she was just kind of dealing with that uh i don't think she knew all along but she was she was a smart cookie and i think you know if you go back and you, you rewind to their first meetings and stuff she she says you know over and over like who are you you know like why do you know all this stuff and remember that great episode what was it probably episode four or five when um, when they get into that fight and the when they were gonna have sex and then they didn't and and uh, she's like you know you always look around corners and you're always doing this and you're always doing that like she kind of called him out in the hotel room that night like yeah, that might have been the episode when she finally figured it out you know yeah she was like you're more criminal than cop yeah yeah, yeah. so so she yeah so she leaves the file he opens it up and sees that it's his arrest you know record and everything and he kind of just shuts it and puts it away but I was hoping this was my first moment of the episode where i thought we were gonna see what his real name was this has been a running uh there there were several moments i'll say in this episode where i thought we were gonna get the name now for those of you that have been listening to this show all season one of the big questions me and links over here have been talking about was are, are we gonna get hood's real name told to us by the finale i said yes i think your stance is always probably not and uh so we've been with Waiting and waiting, and I'll tell you, man, I I had several moments in this episode where I thought it was coming, yeah. and this file was the first step for me. I was like, he's going to open it, and it's going to be like Tom Jones, <laughs> like yeah. at the top of the file or something. Or and, like uh, John Smith or something. You know, but it, but it didn't, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. So now, Don, it up all fast. I got to ask, man. Did you did you pause it and rewind and pause and rewind and pause and rewind to see if you could see a name somewhere or a or a signature that looked like some sort of name? Did you do it? I didn't. Uh, you know, I was because I was watching the episode. I was watching with my wife, and I was very into the finale. I didn't want to interrupt the flow of it to just start rewinding and playing games like that. Now that I've seen it, 
I should go back and rewatch the scene don't, and do a little don't, slow-mo. On don't it. bother. <laughs> it's a, it's all blurred. Yeah, of course I did, dude. <laughs> for, for 25 minutes. <laughs> on my second watch. On my second watch. The first watch, I enjoyed it. The second yeah. watch, I, I picked it apart. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, for about 25 minutes, I was, you know, rewinding and stopping. And, you know, uh, on my 60-inch, I'm, like, right up against the screen. And, like, <laughs> they made it a point to wherever a name could have been on that file it was totally blurred and you couldn't make out a single word so you didn't get his name in that file guys sorry Uh, i don't know yeah well this was you know i'll tell you when i thought it was coming in later scenes but this is this was the first part where i thought i was gonna get it and we didn't but kind of a cool little nod as she left the show that she knew who he was so that was pretty cool um so we now go to a quick little scene with uh, Brock and Bunker at the police station when Brock is kind of questioning Bunker about what happened with Calvin. And he's like, so you guys got in a fight? And then he shot him from 20 feet away. He's like, that doesn't sound right. And, you know, Bunker's like, oh, well, that, that's what happened, you know. And he's like, stop, you know, like, we need to have each other's back. I need to trust you. You need to trust me. I understand why you did what you did. So go write the bullshit story and I'll sign off on it, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, and as you know, Brock looks out his little sheriff's window, he sees hood standing down in the hallway. They just kind of glance at each other. And this is their first kind of time face to face again, since the whole like, I'm not Lucas hood in the last episode. Yeah. So, uh, that was pretty, so they kind of do this glance at each other and it was a very cool moment where, you know, Brock kind of gives him a nod like you're cool man i'm cool with you you're cool with me and hood nods back to him and walks out of the police station so it was kind of a nice goodbye very silent goodbye but done just the best way for banshee yeah. um totally and then, banshee and then, way yeah it was it was great and then uh then of course hood goes to carrie's house and uh he starts to talk to carrie and he's like how you doing and she i like she makes the joke about like nice face or whatever because he's all busted up again she's like you just can't stop getting in fights right and he's like no you know me and uh she she says you know max is coming back back on monday so she's finally getting the sun back and he's like oh that's cool that's cool and he's like i'm gonna be leaving and uh you know he's like you wouldn't want to come with me would you and she's like kind of just doesn't really say anything but he knows that she can because she has the sun and everything and uh and they just uh they have great dialogue in this scene. I mean, let's not forget this is where the show all started. It was these two, you know, and uh, this it would the bond between Hood and Anastasia, <laughs> you know, in the beginning was so strong. It's what built the premise of the show. It's what took him to Banshee yep. and to get her and and continue his life. And you know, in the last couple seasons, it really took apart that aspect of the show you know they didn't really spend any time with these two really going down that path so this was a very important scene for them saying goodbye and you know they hug and it's doing all these flashbacks of like all four seasons and 
all the stuff they went through, like, you know, like when they first met and kind of building up through the seasons and all the moments they've had. And it was an awesome scene, man. I'll tell you, man. And I, and you know, call me what you want to call me, but I teared the fuck up during the scene. I was like, no, <laughs> it was, uh, it was an emotional scene, man. And I'm invested in these characters and like, yep. it was really cool to see them kind of say goodbye to each other in this scene. And I really wanted her to go with him, man. When he said, come with me, I was like, yeah, go with them, go with them. <laughs> I was like, this show needs to end with these two together, but it didn't. <laughs> uh, but, but she says, you know, I'm here and I'll always be here for you. And he's like, I know, you know, and uh, I'm always here for you as well. And it was just such a cool scene, man. Like, and like, I felt the connection between these two during the scene. And it was, uh, it was really, really cool. Um, he says he's heading to New York. Um, and I'm just like, cool, let's get a spinoff show right now going to New York. Well, I mean, he's, I mean, he's going to meet Job there, but he's going to take the scenic route, and he'll meet up with him eventually. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell so. you what, I mean, that scene, the way it built right to the end of Lucas basically hugging her, saying, basically, you're the only one that actually knows me, you know, yeah. and him hugging and, you know, crying and everything, that's when I got the goosebumps, you know. And uh, I can definitely feel you on that, man. It was really yeah. emotional, you know, and it's just something that it's like, you know, we went from episode one, season one, to her basically telling him to go away, you know, and, you know, trying to basically off him and sell him to her father and everything else, to now, you know, he's saying goodbye to her and they're finally getting their closure and the, the hug and everything else. It was like, you know, it finally came full circle and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you know, Hood needed that, you know. Yeah, uh, totally. It was uh, an awesome, awesome scene. And he starts to leave and he says, you know, I'll, I'll see you later, uh, um, Anastasia. <laughs> and uh, she she goes, it's Carrie when he's walking, when he's walking away yeah. and he kind of smirks. But I'll tell <laughs> you, so this funny. is the second time in the episode where I thought we were going to get his real name. Because I thought when he Me said, too. I'll see you later, Anastasia, I was waiting for her to be like, I'll see you later, Steve. I was waiting <laughs> for it too. I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, here it comes. Yeah. This is the moment she's gonna say his real name, <laughs> and then she goes, it's it's and I was like, God damn it! I was like, they didn't do it again. Yeah, I, was, so, I felt I was, the same thing, dude. The first time I watched, I was like, God damn it! Not yet. Oh, they're <laughs> killing me with this. <laughs> Give me a Tom. I'll take a Tom right now. <laughs> like, See you later, Kevin. I'm like, yeah. here it comes. Uh, but they didn't, so they they ruined my second moment where I thought the game was gonna come. Uh, so, um, you know, so that would that was just that was a great great scene. Um, then we go to the bar, and at this point, we're just saying goodbye to everybody, and it was just super emotional and just a great end. Into, you know, this is what I, you know, the, the best part about finales is just seeing everybody get back together and say their goodbyes. And, you know, we're at the bar and we're saying goodbye to Sugar and Job is there and Job's got his blonde hair pumping on the <laughs> big old <laughs> pompadour. Going yeah, up. yeah. Job's back in full uh, Job uh, regalia. Yeah, Job's in full effect right there. And uh, they're saying goodbye and Job's just like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of this place. He's all happy and he's like you know we, we got new adventures and we got new things to go do and uh he hands um sugar a bag and he and sugar's like what's this and 
Job's like, I'm paying my tab. And he opens up the bag, and of course, it's all his money back that was stolen from them uh, when, you know, they did the, um, after he was kidnapped. And uh, he tells Job, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this. Like, are you sure? And he's like, hey, you know, like, you gave up your retirement fund for me, and I, it's only fair enough that I pay my tab and I settle straight with you, you know. And uh, it, it was a really cool moment because if there's a big connection between two other characters other than our main ones, it was Sugar and Job, man. Those were the, the two guys that I loved being together, and they just had such a love-hate relationship over the last four past four seasons and we didn't get a lot of it this season so it was a really cool moment to kind of see those two share again where sugar's being very happy about what's happening and you know and you see it in job's face like he kind of nods at him too and he's like you know i got you like i i I appreciate you and everything you've done and it was another really really cool moment um and of course you know then we get once again our line of the season definitely uh as Job is leaving the bar for the final time, and he the door, and he says, Banshee, Pennsylvania, suck my tit. <laughs> as soon as he said it, I like, busted out laughing, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Every episode, we've been telling you that Job steals the show. If we did actual show titles for each episode on this show, that would definitely be tonight's episode's show title, Banshee, Pennsylvania, suck my tit. Um, great yep. stuff always from Job. He's always got a line of the night and uh that was excellent so you know our perfect goodbye to uh to job as we as he leaves the bar um then we go back to um proctor sitting in his chair uh he's you know obviously still banged up he's got his broken leg but he made it back to his house and uh and then we see what four black vans come driving through town they drive past the police station yeah Brock and uh, Bunker look at it, and they're like, what the hell? Which was funny, because earlier when they were talking, and they said, shouldn't we arrest Proctor? And Brock goes, yeah, we probably should, but we already know that the cartel's going to be coming for them, so I kind of don't want him around the place <laughs> when the, car- the cartel yeah. comes. So, uh, so I want to be as far away one. from that as possible. <laughs> yeah, Bunker's like, yeah, that's a good point. So, so you get that kind of moment, and uh, Proctor's watching his security monitors, and of course he sees the four vans pull up, and uh, you're like, oh shit, Proctor's about to fucking get murdered right now. Yep. And uh, But in pure Proctor fashion, he goes walking outside limping with a damn pin gun in his own hands uh, as about five guys come walking down his driveway with machine guns in their hands, and we get a massive shootout. Um, we're going to assume that he got killed in this scene. Well, we one on six. <laughs> Yeah, seven machine guns, one on six. Uh, I'm gonna say he took a few out before they got him, and that's that's pretty much how I uh, envisioned that ending. But I thought it was great because Proctor looked like this like old timey from the 20s prohibition gangster or whatever with his Tommy gun and the round clip and everything, you know. And they draw on him, and he just you know, draws on them and starts opening fire and spraying bullets all over the place. And then we go back to, uh, you know, hood and sugar at the bar. I thought that was a great scene to end on Proctor, you know? I, yes. well, I, well, what do you think? You think Proctor took them all out and he's still standing? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, but I, but yeah. I like that they left it kind of anonymous. Cause if they do maybe decide to do 
with some kind of bring it back later down the road or anything like that, they definitely have left the door open. Let's just say we did not see him die. We did not see his body fall to the ground. And we're just kind of left with one of those. And it's Banshee, man. So you you, you never know what's yeah. going to happen in the town of Banshee. I mean, you know? in the town of Banshee, if you don't see a body, he ain't dead. <laughs> yeah, right? so I mean, I feel, I feel like they kind of left that a little, you know, anonymous there so that we just don't know what happened i mean we're gonna assume he got killed he yeah. was one against six or whatever um but i but the fact that they didn't show it once again we didn't see a body you never know um i i will not put it past at some point they don't bring this show back in some form or fashion i mean this is something that is obviously the hot thing in hollywood right now what do we just have a new up new season of x-files like last year um you know they're bringing back prison break they're bringing back gilmore girls on netflix like the big thing right now is revivals you know full house <laughs> you know all yeah. kinds of shit that yeah. they're bringing back stuff that has ended ninja because of nostalgia purposes whatever um, <laughs> or ghostbusters right <laughs> yeah but though that that's a remake but i'm talking about tv shows coming back with the same cast bringing oh, everybody true. back true. you know years after they've been canceled and they've been off the air so you know i i mean who knows? I'm still waiting for my Dexter uh, spinoff to come, you know, that Showtime's <laughs> been talking about for a couple of years, and I still feel one day it will come. Uh, but, you know, I think Banshee has definitely uh, opportunities to come back in some form or fashion uh, down the road. So we'll see, you know, if we ever see Proctor return again. But, uh, yeah, so they leave that, that a little kind of open there. Um, and then we go back to the bar sugar saying goodbye to hood saying, you know, it's going to be weird not having you around here. And I remember the first day you stepped in, to the bar and we get a lot of flashbacks again of when they first meet and him saying you know you got a place to stay everything from that first episode and uh really really cool stuff seeing i mean these guys you know sugar if it wasn't for sugar you know we'd we'd have no hood and you know it's it was really cool to see them kind of say goodbye and um and we see luca just walk out of the bar kind of the same way job did where he opens the door and you kind of get a little bit more flashbacks and and he leaves and uh you know we get the banshee and then, of course, we get one more little after credit scene, and it's uh, Sugar, actually. Um, and he's packing up the bar, and he's got his bags, I and mean, he's got a lot, a lot of money now. So he's, yeah, I don't blame him. He needs to get the fuck out of Banshee, too, yeah. <laughs> at this point. And, uh, and he does, and he, he walks out of the bar, and, uh, um, you know, he says goodbye as well. So, um, you know, and we, of course, before it went to the Banshee thing, we see Lucas on his motorcycle leaving the town of Banshee, the same same way he came into it four years ago um, in a very cool kind of scene where he just kind of vanishes driving down the road on his motorcycle. (laughs) Um, uh, Great, great ending. I mean, all the goodbyes were perfect. Um, Great wrap up and end, a complete end really to all the characters we've known and love after all these years. Everybody kind of got some closure um, out of this show for everybody that we've grown accustomed to. And, uh, I am completely satisfied with this as a finale. I mean, they killed it. I mean, there's a lot of shows that we do get finales on, and we're kind of like, eh, that was kind of a disappointment as far as the finale goes. But I thought they killed it on this one on all levels. They gave us a ton of action. It felt like old-school Banshee. We got to say goodbye to all our favorite characters. And um, it was emotional. It was just, it was everything I wanted it to be. And I am completely satisfied with this wrap-up to such an amazing show. I couldn't couldn't say it better myself, Don. 
could not say it better myself. And and I love Sugar's, uh, you know, uh, last thing that he said to Hood as, you know, basically Hood's driving off and everything before the Banshee logo stamps, you know, for the last time. And, uh, you know, uh, I thought that was a really cool, uh, you know, uh, you know, lines that uh, Sugar was going on about. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know. Kind of, it yeah, kind of all, it kind of put like the said, cherry the on top, you know. Yeah, all the dialogue was great. I mean, the acting was was great. I mean, you felt the emotion with everybody on all levels, you know, through every character on tonight's episode. Uh, um, just great stuff, man. I mean, once again, we've been grading every episode this season. This one is an A plus for me. It gave me everything I needed, and it was a perfect send off. I'm gonna agree with you, buddy. A plus all the way. It was uh, it was everything I needed in a, in a finale of one of my f- all time favorite shows I've ever seen, and you know it was just exactly what I wanted. You know we got our goodbyes we wanted, but they didn't rush them. They didn't make them hacky. You know uh, they were very subtle with some. They were very emotional with others. They didn't rush them, you know. A lot of action was still in it, Banshee style, you know. And, hey, I mean, in one hand, we didn't get Lucas's name, man. So, I guess he's just yeah. good. I know. The, uh, the I would say, I forgot to say, the third time I thought we were going to get his name was when he was talking to Sugar. Um, you know, Sugar, Sugar at one point goes... There's one thing I want to ask you. And I was like, what is your real name? I thought that was going to be the question, but it wasn't. And I just, I thought maybe when he was walking out the bar, he was going to just, that sugar was going to be like, what is your real name, by the way? And uh, even if they would, if it would just been Lucas going, oh, it's, and then it just goes Banshee. <laughs> you know? No, you and know what? I would have, I would have hated that. I, I, I'm sorry. I would have hated that, dude. I, I'm, I'm almost more happy they didn't give it to us than, than, than do like a, a Sopranos ending, but with a name. <laughs> I would have freaked out. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Great. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was good stuff. But those, those, those the three times that I thought we were gonna get the name. Uh, was with the file, was with uh, Anna, and then with Sugar. I I was like, here it comes on all three characters, and then it never came. So I lost out. We never will know what Lucas Hood's real name is, and that's a bummer. Uh, I feel like, you know, what would be a great swerve is them saying, like, okay, well, Banshee's over, right? But with him going to New York, now they could just do another series and and they just got to name it after the town he's in in New York. <laughs> so technically, <laughs> Banshee is done because he's no longer in the town of Banshee. But now we have Manhattan coming <laughs> to Cinemax next year. And, uh, uh, it's I can't wait. Job in just a, in a new in a new New York City. <laughs> that would you know, be awesome. All new characters. Here we go. Spinoff is coming, baby. Cinemax hey, got me a chat. Hey, dude, That's and nice. and Fat Al still there? Exactly. Right? See, so you got another built-in character. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, um, I just wanted to re- 
read something real quick. This is from uh, Jonathan Troper, who's uh, the creator of the show, and just talking about ending it with season four. Uh, he was quoted as saying, I felt in my bones that the Lucas Hood story was coming to an end. It's not that we didn't have good creative ideas of what to do with the fifth season. We actually had plenty of creative ideas of what to do with the fifth season, but I just had this nagging feeling that we were stretching out the story to a place that it didn't want to go organically. I just didn't feel confident that we would deliver four and five seasons with the same intensity of the first three, whereas if we just concentrated on the fourth season, we would have a very satisfying ending to the series. So this is something that they've always kind of said, and I appreciate this because, once again, this goes back to them just saying, you know what, we want to go out on our own terms, and we want to do something, you know, to where we don't miss show and we don't do a half-ass season five where you guys, you know, because one big thing with this show is every year we've told you guys that, you know, every season has gotten better and better and better, and, and it's hard to do that with a show to keep you know that kind of momentum going and um they they realized it they knew they were coming to an ending and they decided you know what instead of going through five five seasons let's end it with a strong fourth um my only you know i don't even know if it's a beef anymore but my still my little sadness is the fact that the other seasons were all 10 episodes and we only got eight on this one (laughs) the fact that this is the last season they should have still gone 10 i think they could have uh done a little bit more but uh, you know, sure. but, but the, this season still did go at a very good pace. So I guess I don't feel like too left out on anything. But the uh, the the horror in me would have liked two more episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you have said on numerous, numerous, numerous occasions that you know you would watch an episode and you would think ten minutes went by and it was over. You know what I mean? So, like. Yeah. Them doing the eight seasons, I think, made the season just kind of, you know, at such a really nice pace. You know, you were never waiting for something to be resolved, except for a few things. But they were always, you know, uh, moving towards the end of that story arc or anything. There was never really any story arc that I can think of that just drug on and on and on, you know. And you know, like the pace was good. I really loved it. And, the, you know, that, and that's why I think the whole eight season or the eight episode for the last season, I think it worked because it kind of almost forced them to do it that way. And you know what? It was, you know, it was cool. And, and even with the, them doing eight episodes and not 10, they still made the season feel different from the first uh, quarter of it to the second quarter of it to the third quarter of it, you know, or 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 you know a third of it or whatever I should say, you know what I mean like the it, you know it felt a little weird to us at first and then by the end of it it felt like old Banshee again and that's what I loved about it. Yeah, uh, with the creator of the show, they asked him, well, what's next for Lucas Hood? Just kind of obviously speculating since the show's over, but he said, uh, I think. I think Hood needs quite a bit more healing. He's got the world on his shoulders. He's got the ghost of a lot of dead people haunting him. But what Hood has figured out at the end of this is that there's life to be there, and he needs to put the past away and move on and figure out what the rest of his life is going to be. He's discovering that he doesn't really know who he is, so he needs to go out and get away from everything and figure out who he is. 
I think at some point he's going to hook back up with Job. I'd like to think that he's going to find a way to live clean, but knowing him and Job, they're going to get back to, to, up to the shenanigans. My guess is that he's probably living somewhere in Manhattan near Job and plotting some big heist, but maybe they're doing it with a lighter heart. <laughs> so I like uh, I like that. And That's there's our cool. spinoff show in Manhattan with uh, him and Job, just uh, up to up to some shenanigans. Uh, hey, and you never know. Maybe Sugar's on his way there too, because we don't know where he's going. We just know he's leaving. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think there's a lot of room for uh, potential spinoffs here <laughs> for yep. damn sure. Now, so now there was one other time I thought his name was going to come out. Um, you you thought there was going to be like three times. Right now, the fourth yeah. time that I thought it was going to be is uh, when you know, right before Job walked out the door as he was leaving and saying goodbye to Sugar, he goes, You know how to reach me, and and Sugar goes, Nobody knows how to reach you, you know. And I, when he said, Well, he does, and you know, Lucas goes, Well, I do, I thought Job was going to say, Well, blank does, you know, <laughs> insert. His real name here does. You know what I mean? I I I really thought that was coming, but it didn't. He he just said he well he does, you know. So yeah. but that, that was yeah, the I only never, other time. I never thought it in the I never thought it in that one. Just because Job never seemed like a character to me that would even that would ever call him by his real name. <laughs> like he never even really called him Hood. <laughs> like it was just he was baby. always baby or he was yeah. whatever, you know. So yeah. like I, I, it didn't feel right to me if, if it was him just being like, well, you know, Mark knows how to get a hold of me. <laughs> like, it, would, it wouldn't have been right. So, it'd be funny uh, if his name was like yeah, Esteban. Well, Esteban does. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some, some crazy <laughs> off the wall name. <laughs> but, but that just wouldn't be banned. And that, that's why I was saying, like, I would love to get his name, but I, that's why I was saying I wouldn't be surprised if they don't because it's just Banshee. And Banshee has always done the opposite of what you think is going to happen, you know? So if you think they're going to give you his name, they probably aren't. And, uh, again, Troper was asked, you know, so what is Hood's real name since you, you know, didn't give give it out in the fourth, you know, in final season? And he said, to be honest with you, I don't even know Hood's real name. It doesn't matter. For the sake of the entire story, he was Hood. And that's and that's that. I have no more to say on the matter. So wow. Yeah. So even the writer of Banshee doesn't even know what Hood's real name is. Yeah, you know what? I can see that too, that they just never even gave him a <laughs> an actual name. Because yeah. that was never gonna be a part of something they were gonna give away. So Because you if you think about it, the entire story he had to be Hood. He couldn't be anybody else. So why bother? Right? <laughs> and it does make sense if you think about it in a writing standpoint. <laughs> It does, but I still would have liked a little bit more closure on that. I know, but I, I, hey, man, I feel like it, I deserve to know what his name is after four seasons. <laughs> we we deserve a name. <laughs> I do. You don't have to even give me a last name. Just what's his first name? <laughs> All right. Hey, it, but, it uh, even could have been AJ. Give me initials, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then make me ponder what the AJ means. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> oh, 
Well, alrighty. Well, that will do it, ladies and gentlemen. That is our eighth and final episode of this season of Banshee. Season four is in the books. Season four, episode eight. Tell all your friends to check out this show. It's so deserved. I I tried to continue to pimp this thing out as much as possible and tell people, you know what, now that all four seasons are done, go binge it. People love to binge. Go find Banshee and binge the shit out of it and enjoy it for what it is. Um, It it definitely deserves it. deserves your love. And, uh, you know, let everybody know about this amazing amazing show because it's still very under the radar out there so yeah. you know spread it um as far as welcome to banshee goes we're going to be doing at least one more episode um we're trying to work on a couple special things i don't know if it'll pan out or not um but at least we will be doing one more episode probably within the next week or so uh doing kind of an overview of the fourth season in full um we did that with season one two and three so it's only fitting that we kind of do it with season four now that the whole season's done we'll kind of talk about the whole season in general um you know and we we know that you've all been around and on this ride with us weekly as we've discussed each episode by episode um but we hope you come back and you listen to the uh fourth season review and recap uh as we talk about the whole thing and kind of give final thoughts and uh wrap up our time in banshee pennsylvania and we ride off into the sunset just like lucas and joe open sugar so uh you know so follow along but keep an eye out for that episode coming out here soon um but once again follow us on twitter at welcome to banshee it's the number two banshee and uh we'll still be tweeting on there and keeping you guys up to date with what's going on uh follow us individually on twitter you can follow me at dx don mega and you can follow links at LLNKZ. Uh, so definitely follow along. Uh, listen to the show on Red Dragons Radio, on Stitcher, and of course on iTunes as well. And uh, we hope you have enjoyed Season 4, Episode 8, Recap and Review of Requiem, the series finale of Banshee. So we'll catch you next time, y'all. Hope you enjoyed. Love your faces. Peace! You know, you head up on that mountain because you felt the need to atone for something. And for all we know, you'd still be there if Rock hadn't come and pulled you down. We are cons. We're made to believe that you pay for your sins by getting locked up. But maybe the way to redemption isn't hiding on the mountain. Maybe it's about choosing another road down here with the rest of us. Maybe. The past has kept you locked up long enough. Today, there's really only one question left to ask yourself what are you going to